0: Hello, all, and welcome to The Blue Diamond. This is Adre with a lot to say. Yes, I said a lot because I have a mouthful. What you are about to hear is the inaugural episode of a new series on The Blue Diamond. The series is titled Stop Killing Black People, A One-Woman Crusade. I've made the decision to march here in my hometown Originally, I was going to march a couple of times. Then I said, you know what? I'm going to march through the rest of the summer. And then I decided I'm going to march until the weather tells me I can't. That might take me all the way into November, December here in the Northeast. So I also decided I'm going to share what I'm going through as I march. Now, I don't know if I'll be sharing every day but definitely when there's something significant that happens or um, i just have an experience i want to share with you and tell you about different interactions because let me tell you now that i've marched five days i've had all types of experiences uh, and i got a long way to go anyway i hope you do enjoy this inaugural episode and please provide me with some feedback and also share with your friends. Thanks for the support. I hope you enjoy March day one. Hello all and welcome to the Blue Diamond. This is a Dre with something to say. This is a bonus episode and I'm calling it a bonus episode because I usually put out one episode a week And this week I'm putting out two episodes. I definitely wanted to follow up on last week's episode, so that was the first thing I talked about this week. But I also wanted to put out another episode because I feel compelled to talk about the plight of Black people in America. Nothing new, right? Um, What's going on with us has been going on. Since Europeans sailed to the west coast of Africa, stole our ancestors from that land, and brought us over here to build their new country. And there are people today who still look at us, think of us, talk about us, and treat us as less than as animals as things and we're tired of it we've been tired of it our ancestors were tired of it and we have different ways of dealing with it now just like there are different ways of lynching yes and I'm using that word because that is what's happening Instead of putting a noose around the neck, they may put a knee on the neck. Either way, they're lynching black people left and right. I have um, been in a funky mood for some time now because of this, and not just because of the coronavirus uh, that adds to, it, but mainly because of what's happening to black people in America. And I did an episode a couple of weeks ago um, about being in a funky mood. And last week I talked about a dream that I had where... I saw lynched bodies hanging from trees all over my town and people were just walking by and driving by like nothing. No one was trying to retrieve the bodies. There were no uh, news outlets, no police officers, no paramedics, no coroner, nothing. Just letting the bodies hang there and rot. So after waking up, I was like, geez, you know, this is really bothering me to the point where it's manifesting itself in my dreams and I'm feeling helpless because I don't know what to do. I spoke to my therapist who said maybe I should lay off of social media for a while. And I said, well, that is just sweeping the issue under the rug and ignoring it. I don't want to do that. I want to figure out a way where My voice can be heard and I can try to fight this problem, but I just don't know how to do it. So I decided that I'm going on a one-woman march. I marched today for the first time by myself. I have marched and protested and demonstrated in crowds before, but I've decided that I'm going to do this mainly by myself. Um, There are a couple of people who have asked to join me, and they will on occasion. But I'm going to march every single day this summer that, number one, the weather permits, and number two, that my body permits. Now, today, I walked for an hour and a half, And right now, my body is feeling it. (laughs) Um, But I will say that it was very encouraging. I walked uh, down Main Street here in Middletown, and I had a single sign that I held up in the air for the entire hour and a half that I was walking. The front of the sign simply says, Stop Killing Black People. And the back of the sign is the African-American flag, which is um, a top strip of red, a middle strip of black, and a bottom strip of green for blood, skin, and land. So anyway, um, it was encouraging. It was very encouraging. The entire time that I was walking, someone was either honking their horn and giving me the thumbs up or um, waving at me, or just shouting words of encouragement and support. Lots of people uh, threw up the Black Power salute, and it, it really made me feel good about Middletown. It was mixed. I would say as many white people as Black people responded to me today I did not encounter any negativity. I plan on marching the entire summer, so I am realistic about um, encountering some negativity. But I'm mentally prepared for that. I have prayed about this, and I know this is the right thing to do. So I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep marching every day with this sign on busy streets here in Middletown for people to see. Now, part of the reason why I am marching by myself is because I have a separate agenda from most right now. And a lot of people do not agree with the timing of my two-pronged agenda. I want police brutality to stop. I want police murders to stop. I want accusations against Black people to stop. I want the harassment of Black people to stop. I also want to see a, an income come to Black people killing Black people. Two of my cousins were killed by Black men. They were murdered by Black people. And I understand that that is not the narrative of the larger movement going on right now. I want us to clean up our communities as well as stop what's going on systemically. Um, and so for that reason, my agenda is 2 prong. My sign says, stop killing black people. If you're killing black people, or if you've killed black people, I'm talking to you. No matter what your occupation is, what your religion is, what your gender is, your social economic status, your ethnicity, your nationality, if you're killing black people, I want you to stop. That's why my sign simply says stop killing black people. And I will continue to march. If I have to march for the next five years, I will march, weather permitting. In because of my medical conditions, um, health permitting, I do not see that being a problem in the near future. Because let me tell you, if I have to slow down on walking, I'll take out the walker. And we'll do so without shame. There may be something else that I can do down the line. Um, We're definitely limited because of the pandemic. But that does not mean that we can't do anything. I already have a couple of ideas and a couple of people that I need to speak to about putting some sort of virtual forum together. And I also have a couple of people who have volunteered to assist me uh, in um, my two-prong agenda. So I'm, I'm very happy with that. It's just that something has to be done. I thought that I had a nightmare the other night. And it's, it's not a nightmare, you guys. It is the real world, it's reality. And I just am trying to figure out how do I go on with my day? Like everything is fine. How do I function inside of this? Personally, mind you, I said personally, it's easier for me to function inside of this pandemic. Easier for me to function with limited movement and interaction with family and friends than it is for me to function inside of this society that continues to take Black lives like they're worthless. With no meaning. It's just so easy. And we've been saying, you know, it's ignorance. Yeah, it is ignorance, but it's also so sinister. It's evil to simply snuff out a life so easily. No remorse, no caring. No one can come into the world without some sort of connection to someone else. So when you take that life, you're affecting other people as well. And you don't care. Oh, you guys, I am so sorry. I just realized I didn't, I used to take my jewelry off before I record so that I'm not doing a Cindy Lauper. Anybody my age knows what that means. Um, So I just realized it was making a bunch of noise. My apologies breaking my thought process here, but anyway, when you take that life, you're affecting others. Family members, mothers, fathers, grandparents, sons and daughters. You know, I mean, so many people are affected. And then you have someone like George Floyd, one of many, when you took his life, you affected so many of us. Not just his family members and friends, but those of us who never heard of him until the day he died. Yet we feel his loss. I feel his loss. And it makes my eyes well up. And it makes me think about my father, my nephews, my godsons, the young men that I have mentored over the years my male cousins. Even my my male neighbor it's a young black young black boy. And um, you know I saw someone had a I don't remember exactly what it said but it was a photograph that they're using as their profile picture on Facebook and um, it says something like, I hope I don't get killed for being black today. <laughs> and we have to sit down with our children and explain these things to them at such a young age. White people have the choice They can choose whether or not they're going to sit down with their five year old and talk about what's going on right now. But if you're black and you have a five year old, you don't really have a choice. You need to prepare your child. And that's sad. Because at such a young age, you have to prepare your children for ugliness and evilness and pain. And make sure you can do the very best you can to let your child know that he or she is worthy and beautiful and smart. (laughs) It's a hard life. But even though it's a hard life, we still want the option to live it. That's what we want. We want to be able to live. I posted the other day that I'm not standing up for peace. I'm not standing up for civil rights. I'm not standing up for what is right. I am standing up to live, to live one of the very basic things that you're trying to do from the moment you take your first breath. It really is that simple. I'm standing up for the right to live. The rest can come later. But right now, I want people to stop killing black people. That's what I want. I'm not asking you for peace. <laughs> I'm not asking you for the right to an education or health care or anything like that. I'm not asking you for a stimulus check. A stimulus check. What what is George Floyd gonna do with a stimulus check right now? Somebody tell me. What the hell is he gonna do with a stimulus check? He's dead. It surely isn't enough to bury him. So, these aren't the things that I'm asking for. I'm asking for the ability to live, to breathe. There is one other thing I'm asking for. We need a leader, you guys. We need someone... Who can lead us. And we've got to stay united. That's why black folks have to stop killing black folks too. I am as outraged when a black person dies at the hand of a black person as I am when a black person dies at the hands of of a white person, especially a white cop. Somebody tried to actually justify when a black person murders another black person, saying that, well, a black person's only gonna kill you if you disrespect them or you do something to them. So it's in retaliation. Oh, murder is justified if it's retaliation. First of all, that ain't even true. That's not the only reason why. Neither one of my cousins were murdered because they had done something to someone else. Someone else told me that black folks aren't killing black folks at an alarming rate. Certainly not as high a rate as cops are killing black folks. That is statistically false. I lived in Chicago for a very brief time. Nine months in total. Ended up moving because of health conditions. I was, most of the time I was there, it was cold because I got there in September, the, the first week of September, and I left May 1st. So most of the time, it, you know, it was chilly. And I can remember a weekend in April of 2019 when it was very warm and it was something crazy like oh gosh i don't i don't remember the statistics and numbers exactly but it was some crazy number like 13 people had been shot um over the weekend all under the age of 18. I was like, my God, what is the summer like? When I had this demi-heart attack in March of 2019, I was rushed to Mount Sinai Hospital in Chicago. It is a trauma hospital. While we were there, I was um, there from March 11th until like March 28th, something like that. So anyway, (laughs) during my time there, it was me, my mother, my father at the hospital every day. We constantly were hearing code yellow, code yellow, code yellow, code yellow. And I'd never heard of code yellow. I've been been in many hospitals in, in different states. I'd never heard code yellow. And so finally, my mother asked one of the nurses, what is code yellow? And she said, it's a trauma from um, either a stabbing or a gunshot. And my heart sank. I knew that every time I heard code yellow, someone had just been shot or stabbed. And a lot of those people were black. You know, so I'm just tired of it. Oh, I've become so weary. And sometimes I become very angry. And I am trying to channel it properly. Um, I'm doing so right now by talking it out. Um, But also with with this march that I've started, So anyway, um, I've talked much longer than I intended to talk, but I needed to just get some of this off of my chest. It's not a complete relief, but this is cathartic. And I appreciate you listening to me. Once again, I'm gonna ask you for your feedback. Let me know how you're feeling about what's going on, What you're doing or what's being done in your town. What you would like to see done. And um, share the link to the podcast. As always, I thank you for listening. This is Lady Dre signing off.